<laughs> Shut the fuck up. Is it odd shit in the recording? Yeah, it's recording. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Welcome three. back to Half Cocked. Half Cocked? <laughs> Welcome back to Half Cocked. We're your hosts, Mr. Ashcom and Jadinglich. <laughs> I believe the term he was using, attempted to use, was it's your boy Ashcon, aka Jadinglich Margoon. <laughs> And your boy, Shelly Shover Tuckle Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back at it. We're, uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so, last, yesterday. <laughs> I don't know how I came up with that, but that was pretty good. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> topic was uh, uh, goals, and goals and aspirations so we're today we're going to talk about drives like what, what, what drives you to achieve those goals what drives you to achieve those aspirations four-wheel drive four-wheel drive all-wheel drive two-wheel drive front-wheel drive whichever one gets you there gets you there quick enough so uh you know like we talked about last week you know some of our goals was to god damn it Shut up. Some of our goals was to, you know, buy a house, buy a truck, you know, become this, become that. You know, what what are we going to do to get there? Like, how are we, how we going to manage to get there? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, go ahead, Mr. Uh, Ashcomb. Start us off with what drives you. Oh. A 2008 Infinity. Um, so, drive for me is broken down um, kind of based off of what I'm trying to achieve. Um, I kind of look at things in the perspective of how fast I want to get there, how easy I want it to be, or how hard, if I know it's going to be hard, it's like, how hard is it going to be, and what do I have to go through to get it? So I kind of look at things like, you know, like getting a truck. So you got to obviously have the money and the financial stability. So, you know, you, I take the opportunity as much as I can to work overtime, or if there's days open that. I'm not working, just, hey, pick up a shift here and there and stack that money. You know, we were talking about last time. You you can work and execute on all these things, but if you're not saving the money or you're not putting towards your goal or ambition, what are you really doing with it? So, you know, it's like, you know, you pick up an overtime shift and you absolutely fucking hate it while you're working, but you have to use that mentality of, hey, at the end of this road but in the near future, there's a brand new truck or there's a brand new house or you know, whatever your goal is. So I think I kind of use that in that perspective to drive me towards those kind of achievements. And then I think we'll break down a little bit into emotional drive and mental drive, physical drive, you know, what are your, the same kind of goals and aspirations that we were talking about last time, but what it takes and how to get there. And I think that we all have different drives. If you, if you, or following somebody who, you know, has a drive that works for them, nine times out of ten, that's probably not going to work for you. You have to kind of establish your own drive. Um, you know, I, I refer to it in what cars you use. Like, you got to put yourself in four-wheel drive, or if you're in four-wheel drive and you need to slow down and approach things slower, go down two-wheel drive, slow down, hit the brakes, you know, figure out. Should you go straight? Should you make this left turn? Do you need to take this detour and stop here along the way and, you know, 
achieve achieve a smaller goal to build up to the next one and not necessarily going to give you any like tips to follow for me specifically but it just give you tips in reference to you know options of figuring out what's best for yourself so i think if you want to talk about you know what works for you and certain goals and certain aspirations Oh shit, my bad. My bad. Uh, I don't know. I think what drives me the most is like the fear of the unknown. You know, not not knowing what my life holds for me, where I'm gonna be at in two years, five years, ten years. Like, you know, your life is what you make it a what you make it to be. So you know, if you're not doing the steps you need to take to get to where you need to be, obviously you're not gonna be where you want to be. But I don't know. I think it's the fear of the uh, the fear of the unknown and the always wanting to be the best at what I can be. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to be the best. You know. If I get hired on the fire department, if I get hired on the fire department, you know, I want to be the best firefighter there is to offer for that fire department. You know, same as promotion to whatever. I want to be that best in that position. So, I mean, that's kind of what drives me the most is wanting to be the best. Um, now, obviously, it's a lot easier said than done. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of work to put in to, to get there. So, you know, just to just to be where I want is what drives me. I want to, I want to be successful. I want to be... You know, I don't want to be rich or nothing. Obviously, getting rich would be great, but you know, I want to be comfortable where I am in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to, I don't want to worry about financial standpoints. I don't want to have to. I don't, I don't have to worry or want for anything in my life. I think that's what drives me the most is I don't want to be struggling the way I have been or even used to used to being. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what drives me is I want to get out there and do do everything, be the best that I can be for everything, be the best me I can be for one. And, you know, obviously come down the road, if I get a significant other who's with that, then cool. But I think a lot of us need to break down when, you know, everybody wants to drive towards a thing where it's like, oh, you, you do this, I want to do it too, or you, we do this, you know. And it's not bad to do it, like if you're a couple or if you're, you know, doing the same job or anything to do the same things and achieve the same goals to get the same success. But I think a lot of us fail to reward ourselves and motivate ourselves. You know, we're the, we're the best. Everybody can probably attest to this, that we're the best at giving our advice to other people. But when it comes to taking your own, you're like, what the fuck? And so I think a lot of us need to pump the brakes and slow down and reward ourselves just for the small wins in life, you know, there's things that we take for granted and things that we're like, oh, it's, you know, this isn't too big of a deal or even a learning experience. Like if you're unwilling to learn, nobody's going to help you. No one can help you besides yourself. So you have to open your mind up and stop being so closed minded about situations. Yeah. Like absorb everything that comes to you, whether even if you know it, there's somebody out there who knows it better than you or can do it better than you. Obviously, there's going to be people out there that don't do it as well as you or can't understand things as well as you. And that's where you come in with your tips. And, you know, you just have to be a sponge and soak all this effort and learning. I feel like a big problem, too, is when you come across that person who knows more than you do, you kind of look at them as they're a cocky asshole. Oh, you know better than I am. You know, I don't need to take any advice from you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to learn from you because I know what I'm doing. You just know a little bit more than me. So I feel like a lot of times we put that standpoint on somebody, oh, oh, they know more than me, but they 
they must think they're better than me and don't want to use that as a learning tool of, hey, he knows better than I do or she knows better than I do. Let her train me on my job. Let him, you know, help me out with my job, see what I can gain from him or her. You know, we don't, we don't really, we look at somebody as a competition instead of a learning tool. I think cockiness is like a, dependent on how a cocky person comes across, it kind of, it's, it's effort. Cockiness is an effort. It's, especially if they've already achieved what they were wanting to achieve, you have to recognize that effort. And if you don't, you know, you're kind of just pushing yourself to be like, oh, you know, he, he or she did this or, you know, he didn't deserve it or anything like that. But odds are, as cocky as they are about it, they put in the effort, the work to, to get it for themselves. So you should use that to push yourself harder. And we downplay effort a lot, especially coming from the military and especially like a police force. And you see you get females in there. If a female gets promoted to the military, the first thing anybody says is, oh, she was sucking the right person up. Oh, she was fucking with the right person. And we, we dog people's efforts. We put people's efforts down on all reality. And they just work to get there. You know what I mean? They put in the effort. They put in the time. They put in the... <coughs> everything to get there and that's where they are so i feel like it's a lot of a lot of downside of what people do is we see somebody who's but not necessarily better than us but at a position where we wish we were at and we just immediately oh they fucked the right person for this or oh they must have got lucky or oh daddy bought them that you know what i mean so we also play down a lot of people's efforts when we don't necessarily know what they did to get there yeah you gotta and that that's the thing i think it's common with society nowadays is to you just look at other people's like possessions and things that they <sighs> earned is I mean so obviously people earn things but obviously at the same time things are given to you there's no one who is whether fuck if you were given a pack of ramen noodles like the smallest of things you've been given something in your life you've given up something in your life you've given others something from your life to your life and now, I think, like, the whole of our 2021 and every year from now on out is give to yourself. Selflessness, like, kind of went out the window in the past few years. And 2020 kind of, you know, did, didn't take away selflessness, but it turned a lot of people into, like, shitty individuals, like, selfish. And obviously, yeah, we're all cooped up in houses and, you know, you just go to work or you can't go out, you can't hang out with people. But you have to use this. So there's a thing called fear motivation, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's, you have a fear of using motivation to get you somewhere. It's it's like a phobia, you could say. For, and for some reason, shit, I had it myself. You, you think something's unachievable, and so you don't motivate yourself. You have this fear of motivating yourself because you're like, oh, fuck, I'll never get that. Or, you know, it's going to take me forever to get that. But when something takes forever to get, that makes it so much more worth it. Because if it was easy to get, you were never meant to have it anyway. That's how I look at things. If something was easy to get and it took you no work or minimal work to get it, yeah, it might be cool to have, but it wasn't worth you having. If you have to fucking work your dick in the dirt, day in, day out, four hours of sleep a day, get back up, do it all again, come back, fucking go to sleep, do it all again then you earn that shit and you have the right to sit there and be like, Hey, you know, fuck you. I earned this. I worked my dick in the dirt. I saved every penny I had besides the bills I had to pay. And 
I bought, I bought this. I bought a house. I bought a truck. I, I invested. I tripled my investment. Whatever you're looking at. And we have a fear of that. You know, investment. Take that as an example. No investment is guaranteed. You put in one, $1, $100, $1,000, and you're like, okay. Even if you put in a $1 investment and you lost it, you're like, fuck, I'm never investing again. Same thing like horse, horse betting. You, you put in three bucks, you box it, trifecta, lose it. You're like, fuck, I can't win for shit. You, you fear of losing that again, but at the same time, you have to be prepared to take a loss. If you, in the financial standpoint, if you invest in something or buy something in layman's terms that you can't buy two times, you shouldn't be buying it. Like, if you don't have the funds to... To buy it twice in that moment, no need. there's no need for you to have it yet. Yeah, like I said, it'd be cool to have it in that point in time. You know, I could have I had a truck by now, but it's like, for example, my, my fail-safe for like buying a new vehicle or any vehicle that I own is I have a separate account for, God forbid, I need four new tires at any given moment. God forbid I need any kind of repair work or engine work or anything like that. It becomes a... What the hell? Excuse the cat is on the table um and you have to look at these things and be like okay am i prepared for this you know what say you pulled the trigger on something that you couldn't buy two times or you couldn't double back from are you prepared do you have a fail safe for the not unlikely and it's not super likely but are you prepared for if that falls through or, you know, are you prepared for the underliers? You know, you buy, I like, I want to go buy a new truck. Full coverage insurance. 2020 or 2021 truck is not going to be cheap. Licensing, registration, titling, all of that stuff. So you got to think right there, odd, oddball is the insurance is going to be somewhere five to thousand, $500 to $1,000. Registration fees, title fees, transfer fee. All of that. Granted, yeah, that stuff's included and you can finance and whatnot. But up until that point, do you have the funds to where, take, take the truck price out of the picture. Could you pay all those fees twice? And so you have to look at that and we fear that. We kind of just want to be like, oh shit, I want this, trigger, pull. And so we fear motivation to save ourselves and it's at the point where like in my life and i know sheldon's life fuck that i want to push the boundaries to where nobody's ever gone before i want to push myself to be like okay you have this much money saved up double it f u g g u m fuck them fuck them fuck them fuck them i'm i'm tired of people like oh you can't do that fucking watch me bitch watch me i'm tired of people saying like Oh, you, you do this or, you know, two jobs or three jobs is too many. Well, while you're sitting on your ass, you know, trying to file for unemployment or working your eight hours a week, I'm the one with a house. I'm the one that's going to be buying a truck. I'm the one that went out and bought my toy for myself just because I was, you know, I was simply available and I could buy it twice. You know, like I, that's where I'm at where it's like, you know what, fuck this inner Fucking conquer your inner bitch. Like, <laughs> conquer... Like, everyone has one. No, I'm not I'm not calling you a bitch. 
Um, but everyone, I think anybody, if you sit here and say, oh, I don't have you an have, inner bitch, you, you, have have that little voice, you have that little voice in your head that says, oh, you can't do it. Oh, you won't do it. Oh, you well, can't, I, I don't you, need that. You can't do it because of this, 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 and this. Everybody's got that little head, that little voice in their head that says you can't do it. Remember the intro to that Chief Keef song, Love Sosa? You tell Chief your inner... in a barbershop talking about this. Yeah. Tell your inner bitch you in here talking about this. You talk about that. Shut the fuck up. I'm doing this shit. Like, literally fucking conquer your inner bitch. And it's hard. We we all... We all struggle with we it. We struggle. Till this day, we're still struggling with you, it. We still got, you know, people we still think about, you know, situations we still think about. What situation played at hand? Where where could I went wrong? Where could I went better? You know, what could I do to change the situation? And you can't harp on those thoughts. You just got to... Roll with the punches. Roll with the punches. Look forward and move forward. Now, granted, it's a lot easier said than done. Trust me, I'm going through the same situation right now. It's a lot easier said than done, but... You know, that's just that's where that mental that mental hardship comes in, where you have to like force yourself to say, "Hey, take that hit, roll with it, and go about your day." You you are as strong as your weakest link because that is what's going to decide how far you go. Are you going to conquer your inner channel, your inner self, and? You know, be a well-greased running old machine? Or are you going to be this rust bucket and, you know, barely start up and then seize? So, that, and that's how both of us used to be. And I think that, I mean, we've both come a long way. And I know a lot of people around us have as well. But it's a matter of like, okay, I've come this long way. Don't get comfortable where you're at. Always strive to be better. And that's where I see everybody failing. It's like, oh, I got this. You know, like I'm good where I'm at. Comfortability is a killer. You get too comfortable. You get too complacent. That's what we mentioned in the last episode. You get you get too comfortable where you're at. And then you kind of just tuck things away. That drive that you had at one point is not there. You know, the things you wanted to do at one point, you're too comfortable where you're at. You're like, oh, I can push those off to the next week. Or I can push these off to next year. You procrastinate. Procrastinate. Never, never get too comfortable. And it is the biggest killer. It's the biggest killer in your dreams. It's the biggest killer in the relationships. If you got a significant other, don't get too comfortable. Because I promise when you get too comfortable, shit becomes an issue. Mm. So don't ever be too comfortable. Always strive to be the better person. Always strive to be the best you can be. Always set a goal like we talked about last week. Set a goal and always achieve it. Whether it's a weekly goal, a daily goal, or a monthly goal. Like set the set the goal up and... Figure it out. Figure out how to do it. Get that drive to and that compassion again to, to do what you want to do. Because nobody stops. Nobody nobody hinders you from doing anything but yourself. Nobody. And be fucking cruel about it. Like, dog yourself. There's days, you know, shout out to David Goggins. If y'all have read his book, Can't Hurt Me. It's a very good book. Hold yourselves accountable. He has an accountability mirror. You know, you put he takes post-it notes on it. And we've started doing it. And you write... In the beginning, you, you kind of dog the shit out of yourself. You're like, you're a piece of shit. You, you want to do this. You want to do this. But you can't. And you write these little, like, you know, four or five worded sentences or messages to yourself. And you put them on the mirror. And every day, you pick one. When you're the first thing in the morning, when you go brush your teeth, you pick one. And you rip it off. And like, all right, I'm conquering this motherfucker today. I'm pushing myself. Excuse me. To the outer limits of whatever that goal is of that day. Like I want to make a hundred bucks today. Fuck that. Sell crack. Don't sell crack. 
You you want to make a hundred bucks? Fuck, go make two hundred. And why not? What's holding you back? It's the things like that, and you have to identify your motivators, like your mental motivators, your social motivators, your physical. Like obviously, we're on a social media minute right now, and it's fucking amazing. So like right now, I think our motivators are like physical, knowledge, aesthetic, you know, motivators like that. And understanding the truth about your motivators is the best part because, you know, like we were talking about last time, a lot of us are, a lot of, not us, but a lot of people are uh, solely dependent on social media and being away from it for quite a minute now has been relaxing and like breathable. Life changing. It's, you, you don't, you literally don't have the need to scroll through endless social media for no reason because you're bored or whatever else it might be. It's nice. I mean, it's nice to have that break. It's a great feeling. It's the same thing with if you're dependent on social media, people are dependent on other people. Be by yourself. I hate being by myself. I really do. But Use your time to your advantage. Like we were saying, like life is short for one, but you know, surround yourselves in those times when you're alone or you would usually, if, if you have the balls or whatever the gender neutral like if you have the willpower to take a social media minute fucking do it and just watch you know and that time that you would spend doing that look at how much better you'll feel and you'll feel obviously it's not gonna happen in a day it's not gonna happen in a week but you'll have less dependency on that shit and you can you can look at your surroundings look at the aesthetics around and you know, knowledge yourself, educate yourself that, you know, I'm efficient at this, but I want to be better at this. Utilize your time to the best ability that you can and factor everything separately, you know. Okay, I I have this issue with time management. Okay, that's one factor you have. I have this issue with procrastination. That's another thing. Put that on a fucking post-it note, slap it on your mirror, and, you know, like David Goggins, he did one every day. I think I started off every week. Like, I was doing something a week. Like, this week I'm working on time management. This week I'm working on organization. And if you know me, you know my OCD is beyond the roof. Terrible, because his room is so unorganized. There's a lie. Like, shit. And so, you have all these factors that you have to input and work on individually and that's the problem is no one wants to work on it individually you want to do like oh i'll i'll separate myself from a situation or i'll separate myself from work or relationship or money friend whatever the case may be to work on problems as a whole when you need to okay if money is your issue that is something you need to work on solely solely for whatever time period that you think best suits you it's not an overnight thing. It's not a, in a week thing. It's practice. It's error. It's trial and error. It's, you know, you get good at it. You break down. You get, you know, you take two steps forward. You take six back. Okay. Replan. We're talking about this. Like, don't get us wrong. We're talking about this, and this is what works for us. But, like, literally. This is all based off of personal experience. Personal experience. But literally, like, the other day, we were solid. We were solid. And then I texted Ashcon the other day because I had some. Some stuff I was, you know, slinging through that I couldn't get out of my mind. I mean, it's it's easy. I mean, or it's not easy, but it's, you know, 
you take that two steps forward, then you take three steps back. Then you take 10 steps forward, then you take 12 steps back. I mean, it's there's always going to be something that pulls you back into it. You just have to be mentally strong enough, mentally tough enough to say, hey, I'm going to pull myself out of this situation and I'm going to figure it out. You know, it's easy to quit. It's easy to give up. It's easy to not put the work in. But once you build that mental toughness and say, hey, this is what I want to – I want to be a better person. I want to make more money. Go out and get that job. Or I want to be more, you know, I want a better physical appearance. Go out and go to the gym. It's a lot easier when you build that mental toughness to say, hey, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go get that job I wanted. It makes it a lot easier when you have that. And don't get me wrong. I mean, there's going to be some days a lot easier than others. Trust me. A lot easier than others. Yeah, this shit doesn't. This just shit doesn't happen, happen overnight. It doesn't happen over a week. It doesn't happen over months. This shit takes a long time to build up, a long time. But once you get to it, once you figure it out, once you get over those humps, and once you get everything out, you realize like, hey, you know what? This is, this is where I want to be. This is who I want to be. So, it's, it's just all about mental toughness. All about drive, ambition, goal settings. Now, ambition is the first step to success. And everybody, almost everybody has the ambition, but that the second step is action. If you have the ambition, pull the trigger on whatever your, whatever your plan is, whatever your goal, your aspiration, success, whatever it may be, you, uh, a vision is merely a dream without action. Shout out to Meek Mill. You, you have to pull the fucking trigger, channel your inner bitch, and go for it. Obviously, you are going to fail multiple times, and that is what makes it worth it. You will fall on your ass. Are you going to get back up? Greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan, didn't even make his high school basketball team until his sophomore year of high school or junior year of high school. I mean, look at him. The greatest player to ever play the game. I mean, it's... Prove people wrong. It's all about the drive. It's all about the, the ambition. Yeah, you want to go out and do it? Go out and do it. Don't let it. Don't let you want to be a you want to be a rapper. Cool, you know everybody always dogs SoundCloud rappers. I mean, yeah, some of y'all are trash, but like, hey, I mean if you're de- I mean if you're decent enough to pop up on SoundCloud, I mean, fucking network that bitch, shout that thing out. I mean, it's a and you're you're always gonna have somebody who's gonna put you down no matter where you're at. Doesn't matter what level you are. No matter if you're at the very bottom level, if you're the very top level, somebody somewhere is gonna try to put you down on what you believe in. Just can't have that happen. Shit on them. Shit on people. Anyway, did y'all hear that uh, rumor about butter? Yeah, somebody don't spread, spread it. Somebody spread it. Just kidding. But yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> just do do what, do what makes you happy. Do what makes you the best you. Nobody lives your life but you. I mean, do your thing. If you got that, if you got a significant other, I mean, take them with you to the top. If they just so happen to fall off and can't handle it, so what? I guess they weren't meant to be. I mean, do your thing. Do what best supports you. Do what's best ha- best for you. No matter if you're 21 years old or 40 years old, everybody's got a goal. Everybody's got somewhere they want to reach. Nobody's stopping you, but yourself. It's. It's a hard thing to do, and a lot of people go their whole lives without earning something that you really want. Like, I, I know people who are double, I know people that are triple my age, and they're still, 
fucking working full time and trying to get something they wanted when they were 21, which is not a bad thing. Like, however long it takes, by all means, get it. But it's the the ambition and the drive that's like, okay, like right now, if I stay with what I'm doing, I'll retire at 46. I'm, I'm done. By the time I'm 50, I'll, I'll have everything I want. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit back and relax. I'm gonna travel, and like I just live life. Like you're you're the only one holding yourself back. So if you know you're if you're 60, 70 years old still working, you know, and some people have to do that. Like my dad, for example, could have retired I think 15 years ago. He will go crazy sitting at the home. He doesn't have to work at all, but he just doesn't want to sit at the house and go crazy. He does that on the weekends, and he goes crazy enough right there. So it's a matter of what best suits you. You know, that's why we're saying, like, this is our personal experience. This is our personal drive and what's worked best for us and, you know, what we're currently trying and, you know, like I said, test and experiment, trial and error. But you have to individualize and factor every single thing that has that sort of effect on you and see what best suits you, what best benefits me in the specific situation that I'm in. And then, obviously, when you go to something else, you can attempt that same you know, pattern and drive that you're using, but odds are you won't have the same one. It won't work. You'll need to find something else, and that's what kind of makes it cool. You know, like, take that social media minute and escape. Like, get, get out get to a different planet, a different mindset of this is what I want. These are possible factors along the way. There's this pothole. There's this turn. There's this speed bump. Am I going to turn around when I get to one? Am I going to turn left or am I going to turn right? Am I going to go over it full speed? Do I need to back off and achieve something smaller, something less, and go from there? It's all a matter of what is going to best benefit you and you have to figure out individually is the is the key here how 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 and what is going to be in your way what is at the end of this first stage you get to the next chapter you got to flip the page what's going to work for you then what's going to work for you after that because i promise you it will not be the same they might be similar but those drives will not be the same. And you have to figure that out. Have to. There's too many variables that affect people's lives. Like, obviously, you have everyday things. You have work. You have school. Boyfriend, girlfriend, if you got them. Yeah. Significant other, parents, pets, home duties like if you get if you have clean your apartment or house or mow the grass there, there's those things that obviously take up time and take things out of your way but it's time, time like, management time management helps a lot yeah you have to manage your time but you, it's like you can if you can multitask then fucking do it if you have to cut the grass put your headphones in listen to a podcast listen to an audiobook listen you can listen to us we're pretty funny sometimes listen to motivational music and just get your shit done. Focus on what your drive is. Nail it down. 
put it under a microscope, obviously, yes, you're going to have trials and tribulations. You're going to have all kinds of potholes, bumps that are going to smack you in the ass and put you on your ass. And are you going to get back up? Are you going to conquer that shit? Or are you going to sit there like a little bitch and fucking fuss? So I think you really have to individualize for yourselves and roll with the punches. Like I know I've, I've, I say that all the time. Roll with the punches, roll with the punches, let it be and leave it go. Or excuse me, let it be and let it go. Shit happens, we fall back, move on. Fall fall back into place, forward march, full blast, and see where you can take yourself. See, and never forget where you came from. Look at, look at how low you used to be and how far off and, you know, how bad, bad off you thought you were and how you thought you had it the worst and no one else can suffer like you and whatnot. I promise you people have and are and will. And you just have to figure out what is going to work best for you to come up out of that hole. What is going to keep you going up? Yeah, you're going to climb this mountain. You're going to slip. You're going to fall. Okay, am I going to get back up and keep saying, hey, like I'm almost there. I got to do this, this, this. Ching. I can check that box. I can rip that post-it note off the mirror onto the next. And it doesn't have to be, you know, like, so David Goggins had a bunch of mental issues among physical issues, and then fa- he had a shitty-ass family issue. He was at, like, what, 300 pounds at one point in time? He was yeah, over 300 pounds. He's the only person in history to complete Army Ranger training and Navy SEAL training. Twice. Twice. So, like, somebody who's 300 pounds who can build the, the mental standpoint of I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to do it. Anybody can. Literally, recruiters told him he would never be shit. He wasn't worth the military's time. He would never amount to anything in the world. And now he's one of the most renowned motivational speakers. The man runs over, I think, like a thousand miles or some shit. A week. He he wakes up every day, and I think he run, has like a 20-mile run every morning. Um, for fun. And he gets work done while doing this. He talks to people. He motivates people. He makes videos. Word to David Goggins. And it's it's a testament to how, and he'll tell you, it's not easy. He'll tell you to like, get the fuck up. Stop being a bitch. And if you, if you need that kind of motivation, like you need somebody to cuss at you, you need somebody to literally be like, look here, you fucking pussy. Get off your ass and go get it. Look up David Goggins on anything, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, like any kind of video. And he will straight up tell you how it is. It almost seems like his videos are directed at you, but he knows that that many other people are going through similar issues and can help in that demeanor. So you you have to, like I said, channel that and figure out what's going on in your life and how you're going to achieve it. Break it down, get down into the muzzle and figure out, you know, what, what the hell you finna do about it. Yeah, like what are you gonna do about it? You fucked up, what are you gonna do about it? You, you lost got somebody this putting down, what you gonna do about it? You got somebody who tell you you can't be shit, what are you gonna do about it? A lot of people you'll just take it. You'll sit there, you'll be the same sorry ass that you are. You'll apologize for shit that you don't need to apologize for. You'll 
you'll find out where did I go wrong, and the answer is you didn't go wrong anywhere. Somebody else did. It's do your thing, show grind. up, show out, grind, go where you need to go, handle what you need to handle, and prove people wrong. It's it's that simple. Prove people wrong. And Somebody once who you doubts you, let them doubt you. And when you go up, when you glow up, and you're where you want to be, and that person is still sitting on the sidelines watching you and doubting you, they're a fan. They want you to fail. They want to see you fall. They want you to see not see where you are. Fuck them. Show them. Show them where you're at. Show them that you can be better. That you can do better. And you can do better without them there. Do it. Once you master this, because it's not like we said, it's not easy at first. But once you master this, it's the easiest fucking thing ever. And it's self discipline, and you just practice that every day. You become this. I'm about to email David Goggins see if he'll come to a podcast. <laughs> and shit. I, I'd shit. <laughs> I would poo myself. Um, and I would email up. And hey, surprise! So you literally you just self-discipline yourself and hold yourself accountable. Like I promise you, I promise you, you are going to fuck up. You are going to fall. You're going to fail. You're going to question everything you did. You're going to question all the progress that you've made and be like, is it even worth it? Da, da, da. And yes, I can tell you yes, but you have to ask yourself that question. Is this worth it? Is this worth the time, the effort, the motivation, the, I mean, in a sense, you're going to be torturing yourself until you can master it emotionally, physically, socially. Like if you do that social media minute, it takes a toll on you at first. You're like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? No Instagram. No Facebook. No Twitter. Whatever the fuck you use. And then you're like, shit, this is fucking awesome. Drink water. Look up the 40% rule. I'm not going to explain it to you guys. Just look up the 40% the forty rule. You have to maintain that balance of motivation, accountability, ambition, drive, and question. Always question yourself because if something means that much to you, you will question yourself like, shit, like, is this even worth it anymore? This is the end goal? Fuck yeah, it is, you know? You have to question is, whether you're chasing a person, a item, a figure, a dollar amount, whatever it may be, is this worth it? Is this worth the time, the energy, the drive, the motivation, this fucking stress? Drink water, because I promise you that'll make you feel better as well. And push, because if you really want it, you will go get it. There's a, a guy that I listen to, his name's Eric Thomas. They call him E.T., the hip-hop preacher. And he tells a story about a monk and a businessman. And he tells the businessman, or excuse me, the monk is on the beach meditating and a businessman comes up to him and says, hey, sir, I want to be successful. I want, I want this in life and this in life, and I want, uh, I want to be very wealthy. So the monk says, okay, meet me here on the beach at 2 in the morning. So the businessman said, uh, I, I don't know why I, I need to, you know, meet you here at 2 in the morning and the monk said just meet me here at 2 in the morning and wear the same thing you're wearing now he's wearing a suit 
So he goes out there at 2 in the morning. He tells the monk over, he's like, hey, you know, I don't know why we're here at 2 in the morning, but um, I just was here because I want to be wealthy and successful. So the monk goes, go get in the water. And he says, well, I didn't bring, you know, swim trunks or anything like that. And the monk says, well, you're never prepared for, or no one's ever prepared for the unknown, right? He says, okay, so he gets in the water. He walks a couple steps in. He's probably knee high. The monk says, no, go further. And the businessman's like, what the fuck? Monk says, go further. He's probably standing there with the water up to about his chin. And the monk comes, comes out there and he goes, I don't understand what this has to do with anything about success and wealthiness. The monk grabs him by the hair and shoves him underwater. He pulls him back up. The man takes a huge gasp of air, breathes. The monk puts him back down. Pulls him back up. He says, do you want to be successful? Guy takes another breath of air, doesn't answer. Monk puts him back down. He pulls him back up. He's gasping for his life. The monk says, do you want to be successful? The guy says, yes. He goes, no, you don't, because if you want success as bad as you wanted to breathe, you'd be there. That's how you have to look at things. If When you want success as bad as you want to breathe in a situation like that, then and only then will you be successful. If you don't, like, like that guy did, he questioned everything he did, but you're not prepared for the unknown. So you can't go into something and be like, oh, I'm ready for that shit. I'm ready for that, because you're not. Yeah, something you can plan for something, and that something might happen. Nothing goes to plan. But something will fall off Nothing. and break off. Nothing goes to plan. Nothing will fall into place that easy. And if it did, you're not meant to have it. Like I said earlier, it'd be cool to have and whatever. But if you didn't have to earn that shit, if you didn't have to gasp for that breath of air, you don't need it. Get up. Get vo- Get motivated. Stop bullshitting. Stop procrastinating. Stop being a little bitch. Get up. Do your, do, handle your business. And be the best you can be. Earn your keep. Earn it. Surround yourself with people and opportunities that support you and believe in your, your dreams, your goals. Surround yourself with like some of the stuff is not even surrounding you. Like eat good, drink water. Relation. So I, I actually learned this from a significant other of mine, and it wasn't until halfway through our relationship that I realized it. But she used to always say, "Relationships are key to success. Surround yourself by people who you want to be with. You want to be a successful person. Surround yourself with successful people. You want to reach this goal. Surround yourself with the people who are already at that goal." Relationships are key, and you can find that person who is higher up in in the situation that you want to be in, and you and him have a good relationship, or you and him her and you and her have a good relationship. Relationships are key. If you build that trust, you build that thing with that one person, or the multiple people, and you let people know this is where you want to be. I want to be in this field, or I want to be in this, or I want to do this. Surround yourself with the people who are doing that. And that's one thing. That has always stuck with me that she's ever told me. It's relationships are key to building success. Be yourself and hold true to yourself. Because you are the only thing holding you back. That's that's as simple as it can be said. Accountability. You, you can throw all those characteristics in there and all those factors. But if you're not, you're, if you're trying to be somebody or not and you're not holding true to yourself... 
conquering, you know, the angel on your shoulder and the demon on the other. What what the fuck are you doing? Just, you need to wake up with determination and go to bed with the satisfaction that you fucking did something today. No matter how small it be, no matter if, if you're doing a list of to-dos, if you're doing your to-dos of the day or the week, and you did that, fucking be proud of yourself. Like, hey, I banged out my to-do list. Tomorrow, I'm fucking sleeping in. Or tomorrow, I'm working out. Or tomorrow, I'm working overtime. And be proud of yourself. You know, people are like, hey, how was your weekend? Da, da, da. Hey, I got everything I fucking wanted to done. You know, come spring, like when it warms up here, I have so many projects. And I know I've got a project truck. I've got projects around the house. And I'm going to bang that shit out. And people are like, what would you do this weekend? I'm like, everything. Uh, you know, I did this, I did this. And I'm saying, you know, like my projects, they're not going to be done in one weekend. But it's like I started them, you know. And me, I like to start multiple things at one time. I just, I'm able to do that in my mind. I can... I can do automotive work and housework and all that shit in one day. Obviously, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to complete it, but I like I like to think, get things started that way. I also know when I come home or when I have time, I have something to do and I can use, I can educate myself or, you know, I'm a hands-on kind of guy. I like to do things myself and get a grip on things that I haven't and learn. Always be willing to learn something. Always be willing to educate yourself. And a lot of us like, oh, we're like, oh, I know how to do this. Like, Somebody out there knows that shit better than you. Somebody out there knows tips or tricks. Don't, that don't be afraid to branch out and ask people for help. If somebody knows more than you do at work, at your wherever, at work, at school, at whatever, don't be afraid to be like, hey, man. Maintenance yourself. Yeah. Like, like up, you know, iPhones, you have to update. Update your mind. Update your education. Like, you have a fucking degree. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Whoop-de-snot. Whoop-de-snot. You working or not? That that's literally just open mind. Just open. Be open to different channels. Like, and obviously, some of the shit you're not gonna like to fucking hear. Like some stuff people have to say. Possibilities are endless once you get the fuck over yourself. Mm-hmm. You you have to be willing to hear negative comments or negative notations. Constructive criticism. We don't even yeah. say we don't even say negative. Constructive criticism. You have to handle it. Somebody critiques you on something you're doing. Don't take it with a negative standpoint, or take it. I with mean, take take it with a negative standpoint, as in like, oh, I'm not doing my shit. Don't right. don't say like, oh, this is my, I, this is my flaw. I lack this, but take it as like, I could better this. Okay, so uh, public, for example, public speaking. I know a bunch of people are afraid of public speaking. Uh, me personally, I'll go out here and fucking talk to anybody. Put that on your posting notes. Slap it on your mirror. Conquer that. Be willing to, hey, like, hey, you know, and tell people, people, honesty is the best policy. If you have a problem with public speaking, hey, you guys, I, I have a problem with public speaking. I'm working on it. I'll, I'll mumble. I'll jabber a little bit. I'll vibrate. And, you know, you have that rasp in your voice, things like that. Or I, I have a problem with money management or I have a problem with social, you know, activities, social performance, you know. Like being around people, say you're just a you're a social butterfly, you're too much of one or you're not one. Be open to people being like, hell, you know, like that's weird, or you should back off, or you should, you know, open up more. Take it within not a negative. There's some things you do need to take in a negative standpoint so you can feed yourself and fuel yourself based off of it. But other stuff you need to take is like Sheldon said, constructive criticism, and be like, hey, 
that, you know, so-and-so told me I did good at this, but I lacked, you know, at this bullet point, this bullet point, this bullet point, or I didn't do good here because of this and this, that, and the other, and you need to be able to break off and say, hey, you know, I'm good at this, but how can I get better at this? And a lot of you don't know how to do such a thing, and that's where you have to educate yourself. That's where you have to say, you know, like, hey, I'm learning. Bear with me. I'm going to hit these speed bumps. I'm going to have to hit this U-turn, this roundabout, and figure out some other stuff along the way. But when I do, I promise you I'm going to be the best at the fucking whatever it is. So master that shit. Yes, indeed. But I, I do feel like we've been repeating a lot of it. So if y'all understand, if y'all understand, if you don't, Sorry about your luck. I guess you just don't understand it. You will eventually. But, uh, yeah, what are we finna get into next? Mm-hmm. What do y'all want to talk about? Cocaine and hookers? No, sir. Starting during basic training, told me my head was shaped like the tip of his dick. Called me a private dickhead for like the last six weeks of basic training. Uh, <laughs> tell him, tell him the uh, uh, you, was a, you was an ugly ass child. So, <laughs> there was a guy that we were dealing with, he was waiting on transport to. They were going to come get him. He has already been banned and trespassed from this place, so he's automatically going to jail. And waiting on them to come get him. And we're sitting there, and, uh, you know, I'm sitting in my car. He's on the curb, rolling the window down. He's like, hey, man, hey, man. So what's up? He said, fuck you, man. I was like, all right, cool. What else you got? He's like, man, god damn. What? What's the issue? He was like, fuck you, an ugly ass child, man. He was like, he was like God damn. I was like, you know, I took that shit a little personally. So I asked my coworker afterwards, after they got him, got him taken in to the jail. Hey, uh, I looked at him and I was like, hey, man, you think I'm ugly? He's like, what the fuck? Don't ask me that shit. He was like, that dude thought you were, though. So, I mean, that tells you a whole lot about you. I was like, man, I can't. Kinda got upset. My man Ash Crown is cute. Y'all go follow his social media. He I'm not cute. cute. Built like a stale loaf of bread. Um, but yeah, that's uh that's one of the that was one of my first ever encounters. And then I had one guy who uh, here's a good one for you. So I was working third shift. I was working the Red Mile area, and I come out this apartment complex, and I was driving. And I'm glad I wasn't on my phone or my computer because there's a guy in the dead center of this parking lot passed out drunk with a guitar laid across his belly and chest. And so I get out, I, fla- I flash my, uh, or excuse me, I light my flashlight on him and uh, his eyes like, you know, shudder a little bit. And I was like, hey man, and I kicked the bottom of his foot and I was like, you you know, step up for me. You all right? Are you okay? Are you hurt? You know. He's like, nah, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 
fucking good. And I'm like, you're fucking drunk. So, have him sit on the curb. I'm waiting on uh, EC to get there. I'm waiting on the ambulance to get there to take him out. And so I've got my flashlight on him. I'm trying to figure out who I'm talking to, you know, ID him and stuff. And I was like, hey, sir, you know, um, do you live here? You know, we can get you back to your apartment. You know, you're not in really any kind of trouble. We just want to make sure you're okay. Uh, you know, you're passed out in the parking lot and stuff like that. So at first he was being like somewhat cordial with me. He was being real snippy and a bit of a prick, but, you know, that's normal. So, um, I DM and stuff, and he, I guess he didn't like my flashlight or something, so I, when I'm talking to you and I want to use both my hands or I'm checking something out, I tuck my flashlight in the bottom of my underpit, and I just, it just kind of holds there, and I can, you know, see what I need to see with the light. Well, so, it's like flashing on his chest, um, and on his guitar, and I, I like, you know, straighten my back up a little bit, and the light hits him in the face, and so he's like... Can you get that goddamn flashlight out of my face? You fucking pig motherfucker. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, so I just look at him, and if you know me, you know I'll, when people say shit like that, I'm just like, hmm, neat. Are you done? And so he's like, no, I'm not done, pussy. I was like, all right, cool. What you got? He's like, I fucked your mother. And I was like, ah, uh, that's gross. <laughs> like, oh. I was like, that's neat, man. And I looked at him. And I say that. I just, if you know me, you know I'll hit you with a fucking stern. All righty. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, that was neat. And uh, I may or may not have told this man that I would spoon feed him my dick. And uh, he got a little aggressive. And as this happens, EC shows up to check him out. And ends up clearing him. And uh, come to find out, he used to live at this apartment complex. He thought he was at his new apartment that's how drunk he was he thought he was at his new apartment complex so we ended up getting him a ride over there with him and his fucking guitar and uh yeah but that guy was a fucking piece of work a real peach so uh go fuck your mom come on neat yeah that's, that was real fucking neat but uh boys and girls i think that's it for the day um you know silly wrap your willies yeah don't be silly wrap your willy um you know put your raincoat on before you go exploring the jungle don't be dumb swallow cum all righty just kidding that's a terrible line that's a terrible line neat uh anywho we'll be back next week probably with a different topic i don't know if we'll be in a more serious topic or we, we might branch out we might branch out goofy. and do a little goofiness and get a little bourbon going on a little, little cigars or something we I don't know we'll do something different it depends on how we're feeling uh, but as always, thanks for listening. This is Half Cocked. Y'all have a good day. <laughs>